Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think Sasha um, is going to be so important to this team. I feel like he's always in the right spot. He just cuts very well. He has like great、uh, hands with the deflections and everything. And so to come from maybe we'll make the play in at the beginning of last year to now, where everyone wants to win a championship and they want Monty to make a trade so we could win a chip this year is crazy. Not to mention, there are some people who want to mortgage their future for a player that only makes us maybe a little better where we get past the first round. Strange seeing Fox play like he is. Like, I feel like he's been in a, like a. Slump for like almost a month and a half now, but hopefully, he can like、uh, start playing like he usually does. He did hit important free throws, so again, free throws were important, and we hit those free throws. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings Cast. It's daily. Joined by my co pilot, Naima. How are you? What's going on? On a night. Where Joel Embiid drops 70, Cap scores, what, 61? I don't know.、Uh, it's a crazy night. Moving forward. First quarter, Keegan with the floater to get the Kings on the board. Harrison Barnes scores 12 points, including two threes. Davion hits a signature reverse layup. Kings up 27 to 24 to end the quarter. Second quarter, Monk connects with JaVale McGee for a gorgeous oop. Monk bounce passes to Lyles down the lane for an easy layup. Beautiful. Kings get six straight stops. HB splashes in his third three. HB goes ISO and hits another midi to end the half. Kings up 57 to 40. I will say, Fox and Sabonis combined for only two points. I loved how the Kings scored by committee here.、Uh, Naima, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that first half, HB played extremely well. I feel like he didn't even miss a shot that first half. Also, I really loved、uh, what I saw from the, the bench, especially. I feel like we, they really came out, like anyone who came out, especially Davion, shout out to Davion. You know, he's been you know, barely playing lately. So for him to come in like that and you know, just play solid defense and you know, get some points as well, just very,、uh, it's very, it was very nice to see that. But yeah, the first half, solid first half. I mean, we even made all our free throws in the first half. That was great to see because, you know, how it is. And then overall, the game shot over like 80%. So that was really nice to see. But yeah, just a solid first half to begin with. Well said. And, and shout out to the Kings for shooting 88% from the free throw line. What more can you ask for?、Um, third quarter, Mike Brown wins a challenge. Kings up 22. Hawks cut the lead to 10. However, Uncle Keeg scores five straight points off a put, pad, put, put back dunk and a three. Sasha scores five straight points as well off a right corner three and a tip in off a Davion miss. Fox makes two tough back to back Euro step lay, layups through and over multiple defenders. Kings up 87 to 69 to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, JaVale McGee gets a tech for hanging on the rim after a monster dunk. 
golden one exploded. HB hits a left corner three. HB then gets a tough end one over Sadiq Bay. I felt like he abused him all night. All night. Hawks within seven. Um, near the end of the game, Fox drives by Dejounte Murray for an end one. Kings win one twenty two one oh seven. Like the beam chance start. Naima, your reactions. Honestly, it was just it was a really good um, game just overall. I don't think it went under nine or ten for the most part of the game. Um, strange seeing Fox play like he is. Like I feel like he's been in a like a um, slump for like almost a month and a half now. But hopefully he can like you know uh, start playing like he usually does. He did hit important free throws, so again free throws were important, and we hit those free throws. Um, yeah, again, great bench play. I hope Sasha's okay after, I don't know if it was like a foot injury or something. I know they said he said, they said he was available, but I don't think he came back in. Um, but hopefully he'll be okay. Um, shout out to Domas for getting 20 plus rebounds. That's definitely, um, not an easy feat. So, uh, yeah, just, just a great game overall. Finally, Kings win. Feels like forever we've not heard the light the beam chance and seeing the beam so just very happy about the overall win and you know the team effort and everything and and hopefully the fan base can stop panicking now um and i know <laughs> yeah. we talk about the fans a lot uh just the more fans on the irrational side but it's like people acted like the season was over right and it's only <laughs> we're only at the half so sure. Um, I understand that last year we never had a four-game winning uh, losing streak, uh, with an exception at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is basketball. Teams are going to go through losing streaks. Period. Uh, I'm not going to do it right now. I guarantee you, uh, multiple teams uh, at the top of the standings mm-hmm. have gone through a four-game losing streak this season. I guarantee. Or losing, it. yeah, or losing to teams that they're not supposed to lose to, like yeah. literally. Tonight, like Timberwolves losing against uh, Charlotte, I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen. And but we know what Charlotte could do, though. <laughs> right? Exactly. We have They're experience. like you, you. You look at the um, what is it, the their record, and you're like, eh, just an easy win. No, they've beaten like <laughs> you know teams at the top of the or like kept it competitive. So definitely can't take a night off. That's for sure. Yeah, the league is a Shark Tank. Uh, mm-hmm. period if you're slipping if and if a team catches you slipping they're going to beat you um cat scored how many points tonight and then they still got beat like exactly. you said so and they lost <laughs> it is what it is it happens and again I, I don't recall anybody declaring that this team was ready to win a championship so i don't know where that came from uh, i was just thinking today i was doing chores and i was like damn you know last season it was like before the season started it was like everyone was happy to just make the play in. Right. And then I talked about many times on this podcast how there's always this moving goalpost, right? And so by the end of the season last year, it was like, yeah, maybe we'll get out of the first round. Maybe we'll get to the Western Conference Finals. And so to come from maybe we'll make the play in at the beginning of last year to now where everyone wants to win a championship and they want money to make a trade so we could win a chip this year. Is crazy. Not to mention, there are some people who want to mortgage their future for a player that only makes us maybe a little better where we get past the first round. 
come on, take a step back. And I'm glad we won tonight. So all that talk can die down a little. I know people are still wanting to trade. Uh, any name that gets po- uh, brought up on the internet, whether it's a Sham Sweet or a Woj Bum, you know, everybody starts throwing out stats of that player. And it's like, oh, this is what they could do for the Kings. And it's like, relax. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. You already know. Monty's going to get somebody, if he does get somebody, that you weren't expecting. Um, it, it always happens that way. Yeah, I just want to say, like, watching the game, I realized I think it's so important. I think Sasha um, is going to be so important to this team, I feel like, because he's just – he just has a knack for the ball, if that makes sense. You know, like he's, I feel like he's always in the right spot. Um, I feel like there was this one play where I think Malik missed a shot and then he literally like followed it up so quickly and like no one thought he was going to be there, but he just cuts very well. He has like great uh, hands with the deflections and everything. And his shot is just like, you know, it's such a quick, high release. It's like imp- impossible to block. Um, and like, you know, once he gets it up there, I feel like every time he's going to make it, like, you know, he's just a lethal shooter. So just, just that's what I kind of observed today. Uh, I mean, tonight watching the game. So yeah, I hope, I hope like Sasha, um, he gets more used to NBA game and NBA flow. Cause I think he can make a really, really good player in the NBA. No, for sure. I mean, his feel is incredible for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays winning basketball. We yep. saw this even in his first month here. He's always in the right place at the right time. Uh, his team defense, I think, is extremely solid. Of course, one-on-one against a, a hyper-athletic uh, offensive power like KD or somebody, yeah, sure, he'll get overpowered or get blown by. But as far as team, de- team defense goes, I'm comfortable with him on the floor. Absolutely. Ben, what's going on? Hey, Daly, how you going, man? Um, yeah, how good to see the return of Harrison Barnes tonight. And there's obviously some stuff going on behind the scenes for him to, for him to post that at halftime. And also the return of the um, Harrison Barnes post up. But last year, time and time again, teams would get on runs and one of our go-to plays was just chucking Harrison Barnes in the post. He would either get to the free throw line or hit a bucket and... Man, I reckon we've seen that more times tonight than I reckon we probably have in the in the rest of the season combined. And and last year it was a bit of a it, we used to do it all the time. So there's there's definitely been some some stuff going on as far as roster construction, um, and just you know even uh, you, you see just with the lack of offensive looks that Harrison Barnes has been getting the Duarte, you know, experiment. Even in preseason, when when that was going on, you know, there's obviously been we have we, you got the core the core guys Fox Sabonis Murray maybe Monk, you know, and I think I feel like they've been experimenting with those other guys running probably a lot of herders actions through Murray, and um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just really looking forward to the trade deadline for for, for 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 like both reasons, you know, like if we get through the trade deadline and they don't make a move. I just want to see Herder and Barnes just, you know, settle in, not have to worry about it, get back to, to where they were last year. And, and if we do make a move, obviously that will be exciting as well, you know. So, um, yeah, hats off to Harrison Barnes. And, uh, yeah, like the beam, baby. It's good to good to be lighting it again because it was, it was a bit dark there for a minute. 
thanks again as always, guys. And uh, yeah, love the baby. No, appreciate you, Ben. Thank you so much for coming through. So I was listening to this podcast between a Raptors analyst and a Pacers analyst. And, you know, they're talking about the trade with Pascal going over to the Pacers. And the Pacers uh, podcaster was asking about Pascal Siakam's defense. And, you know, the Raptors analyst was like, well, years prior to this, uh, Pascal's closeout defense and his one-on-one defense guarding fours and fives uh, was so much better. But in the past year, this season, um, you know, it hasn't been as good. And he, and this person was like, well, the effort just wasn't uh, there this season. And so the Pacers analyst was like, yeah, that's definitely the sole text. And so when players know, and this isn't everybody, but this made a lot of sense to me. When when players know they're about to be traded, their play is different and things are just off. So I was thinking about that with the Kings. And, you know, I kind of say it as a vibe tax with this team, uh, with the whole team knowing that pieces are going to be traded and the same names are mentioned in every trade rumor, every Shams post, every Woj bomb. It's HB, it's Herder. It's Davion. Um, and so that has to weigh on the minds of the players. And I'm not saying that four-game losing streak was just due to that. I, I truly believe the four-game losing streak uh, was just due to fatigue and, and a few other little things as well. There's so many variables I wouldn't know. No one knows, right? Uh, but, yeah, I, I truly believe in that. Um, they're dealing with the vibe techs. Things are off. And, and, and when you have so many rumors uh, hitting you at once, it's hard to focus and lock in for a full 48 minutes, uh, day in and day out, especially on a road trip or back-to-backs. It's difficult. Um, I'm just glad that they won this game. Pollard's burner. It's been a minute. How are you? What's up, everybody? It's a good night for a Kings win. I was actually at the game. I got some last-minute tickets. That was cool. Uh, I got to take my older sister um i've never been to a game with her it was her first game since like 2004 um so she was super hyped to be there um this was a weird one like I, i'm obviously ecstatic that we got the win we we needed that you know monkey off our back to just get back in the win column and start playing some some kings basketball but just from the fact of you know i'm, I'm sure you guys have already covered this i kind of hopped in late i was dropping my sister off but um Harrison dropping 30 you know Fox you know kind of playing like a like a role player it seemed um I don't know if anybody else picked up on this maybe it was just because I was at the game and I could kind of look at his body language a bit more I don't know what's up with Fox maybe I'm just you know thinking too much into it he looked kind of uh disengaged like, and maybe it wasn't the type of game where we needed, you know, super high intensity Fox from, you know, from, you know, uh, from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I know there were some times where I didn't expect him to come out of the game uh, and, and Mike Brown pulled him. Um, and again, it, it, it worked out. The team, you know, you, you got good minutes from, from Barnes. You got good minutes from Vizankov. You got good minutes from, uh, from Keegan. So it wasn't exactly a game where you needed, you know, dominance from Fox. Uh, but just someone I picked up on, I thought it was interesting. He just looked like 
I don't know. He's we've been talking about it for the better part of a month now. He just doesn't doesn't look like him. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's you know he's got stuff going on in his life or if something with the team. I don't know. But he just didn't seem like like himself tonight. He kind of got it going a bit more in the fourth quarter there, which is kind of you know his mo. Um, but that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> Harrison, man, it was just. I kind of tweeted about it. It just seemed like, I don't know if it was an intentional type of thing. Like I know there are some, there are some rumors as far as Kings, you know, looking into some trades with Atlanta, um, some, some around surrounding DeJounte Murray, some surrounding Bogdanovich, other, you know, other players like that. Um, DeAndre Hunter, but it just looked, it, it almost felt like Barnes was being featured and it almost felt like Barnes was featuring himself. Um, he looked good. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this is the guy who more or less carried our team through a lot of the darker years before the Mike Brown years. And, you know, it was just it was nice to see him go off. It was nice to see him be aggressive and get his and get in the post and go to the basket and knock down some shots. And it was just encouraging. And, and if and if we trade him, it was great, you know, that that, that he kind of upped his value and showed that he still got it. And if we don't trade him, I hope that this is a that this is what we can see for the rest of the year. We're we're going to need him, you know. If this team wants to make a playoff push, and Mike Brown is committed to ha- having him in the starting line, regardless whether he's a starter or he's coming off the bench, we need that intensity from Barnes. Um, he's still a very capable player. He's still a vocal leader, and we need some more things drawn up for him. Um, we need some more plays that are called, you know, his number getting called. So it was just nice. It, it was cool to see. Um, fun atmosphere. We got the beam lit. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. It was good. Exactly. Uh, we haven't said in a, in a long time, but yeah, sleep beams for everyone. Appreciate you coming through. And I'm glad your sister saw that game. Uh, she may have to go from now on, uh, considering she's a good luck charm. Um, yeah, I don't know about Fox. Uh, who knows? I'm not going to worry about him. I think we just all know that something's off, period. And if he has to grow through this lull now and comes back uh, to the De'Aaron Fox that we know and love, come playoff time, I'm all for it. Get all your kinks out now. Go through your rough patches now uh, instead of later. So uh, thanks for calling, Paul Burner. Serial, what's up, man? Sorry, man. <laughs> I have to put the little one to sleep. So I just got something quick to say about Fox. I heard everybody like, to me, what I saw was a leader that saw his spot wasn't falling, still played hella good defense for most almost every possession, swiped that stuff like Swipe always does, right? And he saw everybody else was getting involved, was hitting their shots. Harrison, uh, Domas was hitting those boards, hit a couple of timely threes, get up 20. Like, to me, he, I feel like he probably would have been a little bit more aggressive earlier if they had been down or were only up a couple. But to me, he saw that he didn't have to go sit there and just keep on shooting because the shot definitely wasn't falling. And he did other little things and other things. Yeah, if you look at the box score, you're like, hey, he only scored 12, 13 points, whatever it was. Not his usual. He's still Maybe he's still hurting somewhere. But he did other things. Like, I don't think he was lack, lackluster. I don't think he wasn't engaged. I thought he was very engaged the whole game. But he found other things to do because the shot wasn't falling. Am I concerned about that? Obviously, after there's been a lot of games that his shot hasn't been falling. I still, in my opinion, think he's hurt somewhere and he's just playing through it. 
but kudos to him finding other things to do, other ways to get involved. And to me, he was on that defensive end the whole game. So I don't see what everybody else was seeing and what they're talking about, but that's just my opinion what I saw. Well, he's been playing at such a high level, and the style of his play is ridiculous. He takes so much abuse because he drives into the lane and he gets his end ones, and he made two tough back-to-back drives in this game where it was like, I think it was in the fourth quarter, and it was like two Euro steps, right? Mm -hmm. And he's shooting these little mid-rangers over multiple defenders, and he does this all the time. So when you're driving in the paint, it takes its toll. He's only 6'3", so he's not a big guy. He's just a tough guy, but he's not a big guy, and I think that's taking its toll. That's my theory. I think it's just... So he's been carrying the team for a while. Like when everybody else was like, he was carrying a, a heavier load than usual. And I think, I don't think, I don't think anybody on the team was prepared for him to have to do that. Like we thought, let's all be honest, like at the beginning of the season, after the signings and everything, like I think all of us were pretty much screaming for the most part, like we got a pretty deep team. We can go 10 deep if we need to. And that's just not the case. And it hasn't been the case. And I don't think in his head, he saw that not being the case either. And he ended up, I think, going a lot harder than he thought he was going to have to a lot earlier than he thought he was going to have to. And like you said, it's taken its toll. And I honestly feel like we're just better when he isn't scoring as much. And I know it'd be cool. Oh, De'Aaron Fox, he wants a scoring title or he's averaging 30 a game or whatever. That's cool. But I'd rather win by committee. And I felt like that's what this beam team did last year. And so this year, because he's found his three-point shot and, and he's a threat from all levels now, he just does so much more. And, and I know I, re- I repeat this all the time, but you know when you just have one player going off like that all the time, including Domas too, it's just him and Domas um, nine times out of ten this season, the offense gets predictable. Um, and so when you have Barnes contributing and Herter out of his slump and Keegan doing Keegan things, that just makes us so much more unpredictable. And and we looked like the beam team of last year when nobody expected, you know, anything from us and they didn't know how to scout us. And, and so that's why this game was a joy to watch, despite Fox only scoring 13 points or 12 points. I mean, I like it when everybody takes part. I do think Barnes shooting 20 times is overboard. Uh, I don't know what was up with that. Uh, I don't know if that was like, I'll show you fans or or if that's just uh, the coaching staff trolling the fans, but whatever, that was a joy to see. Uh, I just like it when everybody chips in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I could have sworn a couple of times I saw Harrison kind of like on timeouts, like just smirk. Like it's like, like you said, like almost saying like, uh, I'm not dead. It's like, I think I tweeted something too, like uh, you guys better start ex- better expect at least multiple games of him not showing up after this game. But I mean, hopefully he's found some kind of groove. And like I said, even if you don't have players caught, just be aggressive. Like, and if even if you're not scoring, like, dude, at least hit the like. I saw him hit the boards a couple times, like run to the to go grab a rebound. It's like, bro, that's all you gotta do. Like, just make the effort to. I mean, rebounds. You should get two to three rebounds that just fall to you half the time. So it's like, come on, man. Like, so just hopefully, like, everybody's kind of like finding the little thing. And I don't know what the whole Alex Lynn thing is between him and Javel and what Mike's doing on that. But at this point, as long as they're winning, 
yo, man, do whatever you got to do. I just, I just want to see the fun loving team back again. So that's it. Uh, appreciate you, Manny, as always. We're going to head out. I appreciate everyone coming through. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, yeah, we have some days rest, right? Until we go on the road. So, which is really just up the street. Am I correct on that? Yep. Play the Warriors on Wednesday. Uh, Naima, any last words? Um, not really. I, like <laughs> I really don't know what to say. <laughs> but it's, and it was just nice to see the Kings win again. I mean, after, what was it, like 12 days and everything and a four-game losing streak, like, it's always nice um, to have a team um, effort and a team win like that. So, yeah, like the beam. Yeah, same. I mean, we won like the beam. Uh, next game is going to be a tough one, as it always is against the Warriors. So they just got to, you know, get a nice good practice in, good film study, uh, get a little bit of rest, and, uh, yeah, hopefully get this uh, road trip started on a positive note. Right on. All right, everyone here, you guys are the best. Thank you for supporting us. We are out of here. Good day, good night, and light the beam. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.